live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Live from America. Today's Tuesday. November 23rd, year of our Lord, 2021. It's a day we've all been waiting for, actually, where our hero and uh, our close friend, Mike Lindell, and his attorneys and state attorney generals from around the country are taking the fight to the Supreme Court, right to Dominion, right to the illegitimate Biden regime, and we pray and hope to God that everything works out uh, the way it should. Of course, everything is on God's time. And everything is done by God's will. So I don't really know how it's going to go down today. I don't know if Mike Lindell is going to physically be there with attorneys, with attorneys general. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be joining by Zoom. I don't know what his role is going to be on this uh, on this day where we hope and pray that the Supreme Court vote 9-0 to zero to hear the case. But either way, today is that day we are here. And we didn't get here by sitting on our hands, folks. No, 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 no. We did not, we did not get here by just going, oh, well, uh, Biden cheated, uh, Trump's gone, and we're just going to have to deal with four years, and hopefully we still have a country. No, we got here because we fought every single day. Every single hour of every single day. That's how we got here. And we didn't, you know what I mean? And we're going, we're, we're going to accomplish so much more by continuing to stay at the tip of the spear. That is something that conservatives have never done before. That is something that Republicans have never done before. So this is new territory for you if you're a Republican or for you if you're a conservative. We've never fought like this before. We've always let Democrats steamroll over us. And in 2016, that all changed, and it will never go back. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, God-loving, flag-waving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you live from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire, and every day, I am so, so, ever-so-happy and honored and inspired by you guys to be here, to be in this position, to be, uh, somebody says, no sound. I don't think that's true. Let me uh, find out for myself, shall we? accomplished so much. Nope, we got sound. So it must be yours. I would uh I would refresh. But I'm uh, every day I'm so happy to be able to sit here in this chair for you guys and bring you the stuff that I've been researching, the stuff that I uh the news that I am uh reading and 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 basically setting out a path for us here on Live from America on what we need to do next and what our role is in this fight. And it's been it's been one heck of a fight for the last 11 months, hasn't it? It's been one heck of a fight, and in in some places, I think we went further than we expected, and in other places, I don't think we've gone far enough, and and in some cases, people are just dragging their feet, but that's okay, because we'll continue to hold their feet to the fire, and sooner or later, we will get results. They may not be the results that we want. They may not be the results that we had hoped to see by this time, but they're still results, ladies and gentlemen, and that, that right there, that right there, you should be proud of that. You should be proud of what we've been able to accomplish in the last 11 months as conservatives, as Republicans, as patriots of this wonderful, beautiful country that we call the United States of America. Without you, it would already be flushed down the toilet. Think of that. Now, I know there's a lot of people who are frustrated 
at Mark Burnovich because he hasn't done anything in Arizona, and I am too. I know there's a lot of people frustrated at uh, at uh, J- uh, Jake the Snake Corman over there in Pennsylvania, but there is always movement, ladies and gentlemen, and we're not going back. And it's just it's 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 incredible to see what you guys have been able to do um, in just a short period of time. Look, it takes ten times longer to accomplish something in the federal and state government than it does in the private sector. So for for the change that we've seen in 11 months take place, uh, and how we've how we've been able to watch parents like fight back the Department of Justice, things like that. I mean, you got to think about all the little all the fights that we've been in, in the last 11 months, all the wins that we've seen. And this is happening while we control none of the federal government. All three branches are controlled by the communists right now. All of them. So you would think that we would be further in the hole than we are. And I know inflation is terrible. I know gas prices are terrible. But think about where we could be with this administration having all three branches of government uh, if we just sat on our hands. And we didn't do that. You know what I mean? So, in, in, and remember, all, in all things, truth is the best news. And we've, we've done nothing but spread the truth here on Live from America for the last 12 months. And uh, look, at, look at what this show... The war room and 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 you know even Tucker himself, uh, you're probably the biggest biggest uh, ratings out of everybody that I just uh, mentioned. But the, the the fact of the matter is, folks, is that we're doing it together, and you can't always you know look at the the headlines of the news stories of the day and go, oh look, just more terrible news. No, you look at it and you go, okay, all right, how do we fight that? How do we fight that? Who do we get involved? What's the strategy? Where do we go from here? And I'd have, to say, I'd have to say 99% of this audience has done that every single day, day in and day out. And most people don't understand the stamina that that, that that takes. You guys are amazing. Most people don't understand the grit, the determination, the fight that you have to have in your belly when you wake up every single morning. And none of us asked for this. None of us asked for this. Every one of us just want to live our lives. Every single one of us just want to wake up every day, live our lives, the best lives we can for our children, for ourselves, and for the glory of God. That's all we want to do. None of us asked for this, but lo and behold, this is where God has us. And we should never complain about where God has us, ever. This is where God has us in this moment in time, and you guys should be very, 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 very grateful that you are part of the chosen to fight against this evil, because there's many people out there who are not, okay? Um, I want to ask for prayers for a couple of our family members real quick before we get into uh, giving shout-outs. Number one, I'd like to ask for prayers for Mr. Paul Janey. Uh, Paul Janey, uh, his son is having a hard time at school right now. I won't get into the details because I'm not sure how much he wants me to divulge, but his son is having a hard time at school right now, um, mixed up in wrong situations, wrong crowds, wrong people. And uh, Paul asked us to pray for his son and the hard time that he's going through. Uh, through in school and the evil that is coming at his boy Uh, so Paul we will make sure that we we pray for that and uh, we will ask God to uh, protect your boy and put an armor of God around him and I'd also like to uh, ask for prayers for Miranda's mother Gail Um, she is in her 80s and she is going through some complications right now through hip surgery Um, uh, but uh, you know our prayers lift up a lot of people here on this show and I can tell you, I can tell you, I was looking back this morning as I was doing my devotional, and I was looking back at all of the people 
that we've been able to help both monetarily and by prayer, keeping them in our prayers and just by being there for people uh, through this last 12 months, 13 months, this channel is special, folks. This channel is special, and the people that make up Live from America are special. I have never seen in my life, outside of church, I have never seen uh, an entity like this channel is uh, help so many people in need and lift so many people up uh, who are down in the swamps. And it's, it's inspiring. You know what I mean? When you have days and days of bad news, just think back this last year. All that we've been able to accomplish here, everything you've been a part of, and all the people we've been able to help. It's unlike anything I've ever seen, and I'm sure most of you can say that same thing as well. Um, so let's give some shout-outs real quick here. Uh, we've got Joe Bo, who is always in the building. He said, that's why I'm here. I know it is. Amen, Joe. That's why you're here. Exactly. God's got you here for a reason. Um, Michaela Rose, how you doing? Good to see you, Michaela. Thanks for joining in today. Linda Conrad is watching. Sharon Roth, thank you for joining in like you do every day. Nolan Wallace. Ginny, how you doing, Ginny? It's good to see you. I hope all, all is well with the plumbing. Um, I hope you received everything well on my end, and I hope it worked. I hope it uh, has helped out, and I hope it's relieved some of your stress going into this holiday season. Uh, President Trump needs to quit pushing the jab. No, I agree. 100%, but President Trump thought that that was going to be something that was part of his legacy, and uh, I don't think he understands that it won't be. Um, but that's that's his one flaw that I have is him pushing that jab. But if that's the only flaw I have, then then I'll still support him. Uh, Corn Pop says, big shout out. Phyllis from Florida is watching. How you doing, Phyllis? Thank you very much. Piglet1964 says, shout out, please. Shout out, Piglet. Don't know what your real name is, but I love the, uh, I love the uh, nickname. Deb Yocom is watching. God bless you. Deb. Thank you so very much. You and your sister. I'm praying for you all the time. I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope you guys are having a great uh, start to your holiday season. And Kathy Hamilton, good to see you and thank you very much for joining in today here on Live from America. Um, let's take a slurp of our coffee before we start. Mm. I remember when we first started that slurp. Remember everybody was like, to slurp or not to slurp? That's the question. We actually even lost viewers because we slurped coffee here on Life of America. But sometimes we got to get back to basics. Heels Gal says, Jeremy, you look like you fe you look like you feel good. So glad. Oh man, I gotta say, I, I gotta tell you with a, a couple lingering things here and there. But other than that, my energy is through the roof. I'm about 90, 95 percent right now. I feel incredible. I feel great. I need to get back to basics in this show. I need to get back to what made this show this show, and that's by having strong opinions, laughing, crying. Uh, drawing inspiration from the people that watch the show and the LFA family members, and uh, I, I, I think I, I think, I think catching this and being sick this last, you know, ten days or so, I think it's really uh, put a lot of things into perspective for me. And uh, and that perspective is, don't ever try to turn this show into something that it's not. Don't ever try to turn this show into something that it's not. Don't ever try to pretend to be something that you're not. Don't ever try to make this show a Sean Hannity show or a Tucker Carlson show or any of that. This is a lie from America, all glory to God, Jeremy Harrell, Hip Hop Patriot show, and it's all made up of you guys, and that's the way we're going to keep it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much for getting those Rumble rants going today. I appreciate every single dollar that comes in. These Rumble rants have been incredible. At the end of the show, I'm going to show you a bunch of new gear as well coming to Live from America. Let's get right to the verse of the day, folks. Because I tell you what, when you're sick, it seems like you're 
um, you should be closer to God. But I felt so far away from God because I just didn't have the energy to really do any any devotional. I didn't have any energy to read. I had no en- uh, energy to, to really uh, get on my knees and pray throughout the day constantly like I normally do. And I felt so far away from God. And now that I'm now that I'm on the mend and I'm, I'm I'm feeling better and I'm feeling more energized, I think I need to uh, I, I think I need to kick it up a notch and uh, really 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 focus on spreading the gospel this holiday season and helping more and more people out. I think that's where I find um, um, I find the greatest solitude, uh, not solitude, but I, sh- I should say I find the greatest um, pleasure in in spreading the gospel and and helping people find their way back to the Lord. So verse of the day. Romans 1, 16, and 17. Again, Romans 1, 16, and 17. And it says this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Everyone should familiarize themselves with the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Peter, Luke, and John. These books hold the key to having a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is there anything more important or righteous than that? The entire Bible is just too amazing to grasp. But the Gospels, starting off the New Testament, give you a behind-the-scenes look into how God works and what He expects from us in order to be in a lockstep relationship with Him. You should never be ashamed or scared to speak out about the Gospels daily. You don't have to give lectures or speeches, but when you see someone struggling or someone needing help, It is always best practice to help them by mentioning the word of the Lord. It has its own power, ladies and gentlemen. We instinctively know them and their meanings, but God has written them on all of our hearts. So when you mention them to people, they have an immediate connection to them, even if they don't admit it. It's like speaking a native language that they haven't spoken since birth, and now they hear it for the first time in years but they recognize it as it has a familiar sound and a familiar feel. It's where God wants us to be. So be grateful for these books and the gospel. They hold the key to eternal happiness, joy, and life. Share that with everyone around you and watch God water those seeds. In Jesus' name, amen. And I got to tell you something, folks. Everybody, during the uh, holiday season, they want to get together with their families, and in a lot of cases, we're going to talk about politics. My advice, try to stay away from talking about politics this this uh, Thanksgiving and this Christmas, okay? Because nine times out of ten, especially with what's going on right now, you're just going to get into arguments, all right? Instead, try to veer those conversations to the Gospels. Try to veer those conversations to the very Word of God that actually uh, fits for what we're all trying to do during these hol- this holiday season. And that is come together with our family and our friends, love each other, and show thanksgiving to the Lord for giving us every bit of everything in life. I mean everything. There's not a thing that you have in life that God hasn't given you. Remember that. Biden didn't give it to you. Trump didn't give it to you. God gave it to you. 
Okay? All right, folks, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. It is 18 minutes past the hour. Let's all join in. Let's say it out loud. You know the drill from your lips to God's ears. Um, there's no better There's no better feeling than knowing that a bunch of people are praying the same exact prayer to God with you. So here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You know, I do have some people say to me, um, why don't you say a different prayer instead of saying the same prayer? Doesn't it get boring? Doesn't it get redundant and monotonous? And I said, not in the least. That is a very, very powerful prayer. Okay? It literally means so much. And it came right from Jesus on how to pray. So I will never, ever change that up to start the show off. I think the Lord's Prayer is very important. And I think every word of that prayer uh, holds so much water in everybody's lives and, and means so much to everybody. And I just thank you guys all for joining with me every single day to do that, okay? And I want to thank all of the uh, Rumble rants that came in. I didn't get to see everybody individually who sent them in. All as I see is a bunch of numbers up on the top of the screen. But I want to thank you guys so very much. If it wasn't for you, we would not be getting into the studio uh, as early as we're getting into it. I can tell you that right now because regular monthly donations wouldn't have covered all of the expenses to get uh, to actually uh, get to the studio, get the building, and then um, outfit it with all the equipment and get it ready to actually look very, very professional. That would have never happened without Rumble Rant. So I want to thank you guys for the extra donations. It's been a blessing in disguise, okay? Thank you, Victoria. She says, paying it forward since we got my husband's quarterly bonus and his pay increase in today's pay. Well, God bless. That's a great, great, great piece of information uh, for you and your family. Thank you so very much for sharing it. All right. Let's get to the first and foremost section of today. First of all, let's start out with some buttons. We I haven't pressed some buttons in a while, so let's... Nobody Oh, I miss my buttons. I miss having a good old laughing time here on Live from America. And you know what? That's something that we've always been able to do, even with, even with terrible news as we've been able to find a way to find some laughter in that. And my grandparents always used to say, the key to a long life is laughter. So we always got to make sure we never forget that, okay? All right, first and foremost, Trump told us during the debates of, the, uh, of last year before the presidential election that Biden cheated in, President Donald J. Trump told us that the Biden administration was going to shut down the oil and the gas industry, okay? The moderator wouldn't let Trump say anything, Biden said that was false, and then for months, if you posted anything about that on social media, you were either suspended or you were flagged by a third-party fact-checker saying that that wasn't true, that Biden wasn't going to do that, that it wasn't part of his plan. I think hindsight being 2020, we all know that Trump was right. But just to remind you, for those who might have forgotten, or for all those who did not watch the debate, let me bring you back to that one day over a year ago where President Trump said the following. Here we go. Would he close down the oil industry? Would you close down the oil industry? By the way, I have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I have a transition. 
statement. It is a big statement. That's a because <sighs> I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But That's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. You won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas, excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President? to destroy the oil industry. Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy production by 2050 total. All right. One is he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he going to, to get China to, to do it? our final question. No, we have to I'm move going on to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. Lies, 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 lies. Like everything in the Biden administration, lies. But President Trump was right. President Trump was 100% right because on Biden's first day, oh, hold on, on Biden's first day in office, his very first day in his illegitimate office, he killed off 42,100 jobs by ending the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. Now, that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning. And I am so, so sick and tired of dummy leftists that say the president doesn't control the price of gas these people are so ignorant. I'm telling you, you're going to hear that more than anything in your regular everyday conversation with people who are lefties. You're going to hear them say, when you say uh, to somebody like, oh, thanks thanks to Biden for the gas prices, most leftists in everyday conversation will go, oh, you're so stupid. The president does not put the price of uh, of gasoline. He it's, He's not responsible for it. He's 100% responsible for it. He is 100% responsible for for the price of gasoline because it all comes down to your energy independence your energy production your trade deals your um your discussions with these these large oil companies all over the world how much you produce here at home your natural grass every, all of it all of it is the president is in charge of every bit of it so when when donald trump was here it was very simple to see ladies and gentlemen we had low gas why did we have low gas prices when donald trump was here because Donald Trump held the oil and gas um, con uh, corporations, um, he held their feet to the fire, number one, when it came to oil production across the globe, and number two, he made us energy independent. He made us energy independent. We had the largest oil and gas reserves in the world, ladies and gentlemen, and that is why our gas prices were so low. Now, you got, you got the Biden administration, his energy secretary, Chuck Schumer, and everybody else going, the Biden administration is doing everything they can. They're using every tool in their bag. They're using every arrow in their quiver, as Punch Drunk Pelosi would say, to try to drive these gas prices down. But it's just, it's the oil, it, it's the oil and gas, in, or it's the oil companies that are doing it. It's the oil companies that want nothing but profits, and they're driving these prices up. How stupid do they think the American people really are to where they cause something and then they go, we don't know how to get out of it. President Trump could fix this in a day. I could fix this in a day. You could fix this in a day. But I want to show you, uh, I want to I take you and show you right now what his uh, energy secretary, 
just said. She said exactly what I just said. She said, we're trying everything we can. The Biden administration is doing everything they can. They're pulling it all, all out, all stops out to try to lower these gas prices. And really, they could lower them like that. Not by releasing oil reserves. No, 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 no. By just not destroying what Trump built. That's all they had to do. Like President Trump said, all they had to do was go on vacation, right? Check this out. This is Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, on rising gas prices. What a dum-dum this lady is. Oh, hold on. And this administration, Let me take this back. Here we go. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through, really? we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. this is a there it is right there, folks. But the there it is. President Trump was right again. They want to get off of oil and gas. They call this a transition period. They are doing this on purpose. This isn't hard to see. They're doing this on purpose. It isn't going to stand. It isn't going to end up, th their end game in this of, of green, new everything, green technology, getting away from oil and gas, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And the only way that it would work is if the, is if the private sector and the consumer of the United States of America wanted to go that way. And then it would gradually and naturally go that way through capitalism and through people's wants and desires. They would start buying green cars, electric cars through the roof, but they don't want that. The American people don't want that. And you're never going to force them to leave the oil and gas industry. You're never going to be able to do that ever because people will just stop buying new stuff. They just, and, and the oil and gas industry isn't going anywhere. Okay, oil production isn't going to, it's not just going to magically go away. It just isn't. These people are so stupid. And they're using climate change as a basis for destroying the oil and gas industry by saying climate change is the next pandemic. It is the biggest threat to the world is climate change. Climate change, gun issues, and COVID. Those are the three major pandemics in the world. And we need to make sure that we continue to keep promoting fear pushing fear. That's the biggest pandemic. Look, I told you yesterday, the biggest pandemic was the fake news media. Now, the good news in all of this is, and I'm going to say this at the end of the show too, when I bring up another thing that President Trump was right about. Okay, check this out. If President Trump was right about everything, if he was right about what Biden was going to do to this economy, if he was right about what Biden was going to do to the oil and gas industry, if he was right about Charlottesville, if he was right about Kyle Rittenhouse, if he was right about the southern border, he's been right about every single thing. So the silver lining in, in, in the fact that Trump is right about all this bad stuff happening is if he was right about all of that, then why wouldn't you think that he would be right about telling you that you're going to love how the story ends and the best is yet to come. How could he be right about all of those other things but be wrong about that? So for everybody out there that says we're not going to have a country by the time President Donald J. Trump comes back, I think you're wrong. I really think you're 100% wrong because President Trump would not be telling you this stuff unless he knew what he was talking about. That is the whole reason why I wanted to start the show off with that today. Because again, if President Trump was right about all of that, then what makes you think that he's not right about the best is yet to come or you're not gonna love or you're gonna love how the story ends? He is he is allowing all of this stuff to happen 
to the American people to show you exactly who these people are. He's letting them, what's that old saying, give them enough rope to hang themselves? Give them an inch, they'll take a mile, but then give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves? That's exactly what Trump is doing to the Democratic Party right now. Now, I know we're the ones in the crossfire. I know that we are the collateral damage of all of this. We're going to feel the blunt of all of it. We're going to worry about getting you know, fired from our jobs. We're going to be worrying about not having enough money to pay rent. We're going to have to worry about not having enough money to go into our cars for gas. We're going to have to worry about not having enough heating oil. I get that. I get that. But this is a period and a sacrifice that we're going to have to go through in order to see America become the greatest country that the world has ever seen again. And it's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. We're going to have to go through this hurt in order to heal. And that's exactly what President Trump is doing. So just keep keep that in the back of your mind, folks, that if President Trump was right about all of that, then he's right about saying that everything is going to be okay in the end and you're going to love how it ends. You know what I'm saying? So I want to go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award to the Biden administration, A, for thinking that they could actually get us off oil and gas, B, for lying to the people and saying that that's not what their agenda was, and C, for, for, for having such dumb people in their administration that they admit it every single day on TV. They get the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. Now, Chuck Schumer actually called not 10 days ago, for the Biden administration to release the oil reserves so we could drive down prices. But then in the end of that speech, when he called for uh, President Biden to do that, he said the reason that we need to drive these prices down is so we can get them down temporarily so that we can focus on getting off oil and gas. What they want to do is they want to deplete all of our oil and gas reserves so that we have nothing left. That is their whole point in all of this. It's not going to do crap to drive down prices, okay? Because that's not where the problem is. They're not getting to the root of the problem. They're only look, They're only pretending like they're getting to the root of the problem. And they're pretending to be heroes by releasing 50 million uh, barrels of oil. That's what the White House is calling for right now, to release 50 million barrels of oil from our reserves. They think it's going to drive down prices. It isn't going to do that. It isn't going to do crap to prices. You watch. And if it does, it'll be temporary and it'll just be cents on the dollar. It sure as hell isn't going to go back to what pre- uh, President Trump gas prices were. But it's okay because President Donald J. Trump is going to come in and save the oil and gas industry. And these billionaire tycoons, they are not going to take this laying down. And they're not going to transform their oil and gas industries into Green New Deal technology companies. It isn't going to happen. That isn't what these people are all about. That's not where they make their money. And that's not what they rely on. So you, they have everything working against them. And all we have to do is continue to keep up the fight, keep, keep, uh, keep a... Um, a spotlight on what they're doing and show people of the world that don't know any better exactly what they're trying to do because 50 billion barrels of oil 50 million barrels of oil that ain't nothing that ain't nothing to say things uh, gr- grammatically incorrect that ain't nothing how dare you biden so ladies and gentlemen long story short president trump was right again these guys are trying to destroy the oil and gas industry it will not work it definitely won't work because the american people don't want it to work and the oil and gas industry billionaires aren't going to allow it to happen the only thing that is going to happen out of all of this is that gas prices are going to rise heating oil prices are going to rise and we're the ones that are going to hurt for it and that sucks but that's what is going to happen until 
these people leave office. Now, hopefully, Mike Lindell's efforts at the Supreme Court actually work. That would be the best case scenario. The best case scenario would be for the Supreme Court to vote 9-0 to zero to hear Mike Lindell's case. Because if Mike Lindell and all these attorneys general who are involved in this lawsuit against Dominion, if they succeed, bye-bye Biden, bye-bye Harris, bye-bye executive orders, bye-bye all the destruction that they caused. So what we need to do is we need to focus very heavily on Mike Lindell's efforts and we need to keep our prayers on that. Because unless you want to wait until 2024 and sacrifice and pay the price until then, this is our only, um, this is our only option, is to decertify the election. And we all know that these states like Mark Burnovich and, and people in Georgia and Pennsylvania are dragging their feet way too slow for anything to happen because these election records are going to be gone in 10 months. So Mike Lindell is probably right now our best case scenario. So let's keep that, uh, keep that focus on that and keep our prayers and our attention on that. Uh, I want to move to these climate change dummies, okay? The entire reason they want to get off oil and gas isn't because of climate change. That is just the fear-mongering that they're using in order to justify getting away from oil and gas. These guys might be dumber than the flat earthers out there. Now, if there's any flat earthers watching, I apologize. I just don't agree with the flat earth story. And I just think it's a, I, like I told my wife, I don't care if the earth is triangle. I don't care if the earth is rectangle. The earth can be the octagon shape. I don't care what shape the earth is. I don't even know why we're having this discussion. You know what I mean? It seems, it seems ignorant to me to have a discussion about what shape the earth is, but let's get off that for a minute and let's talk about these climate change dummies. I want to, I want to play you a video uh, coming to you from the great country of Canada. Um, and these are people protesting for climate, or protesting, saying we need to get off oil and gas. We only have 10 years to live. We're going to die. These are these Al Gore weirdos. Unfortunately, it isn't just in Canada. It's all over the United States too. But these people have zero idea what they're talking about. Literally zero. And, and, and all of these people are godless creatures. They think that we are in control of the, of the climate of this earth they think that we're in control of the natural uh disasters uh that are happening on this earth they think we're causing tornadoes and we're causing hurricanes we're causing this we're causing that but as soon as as soon as we get four feet of snow here in new hampshire uh, all of a sudden oh wait a minute global warming isn't a thing it's climate climate change remember when it was global warming and then they couldn't make global warming stick so they had to call it climate change because we we're actually getting colder records than we'd ever had before and now you argue with them and you say, well, if, if, it's, if the earth is warming, then how come we're having record cold, you know, record cold months here in New England? Last year, we got 42 inches of snow in one setting. And they'll say, well, climate change causes a variety of different uh, problems. It, it, it could make things colder. And I said, wait a minute, I thought you said the earth was warming. Well, it is, but sometimes the climate change is out of whack and you just, it, it's such a stupid argument, I, I, can't even, I can't even talk about it. Anyway, let me show you this video um, of these weirdos. Holding a funeral for the future. Hold on. Hold on here. There we go. These people are holding a, these people were in a protest holding a funeral for the future. I'm not kidding you. Holding a funeral for the future. Hundreds of people gathered in downtown Victoria today holding a funeral for the future. <laughs> Protesters marched from Centennial Square to the legislature in what they called a funeral procession. This event comes after the COP26 climate change conference and protesters say the talks fell short. 
With this funeral for the future, Extinction Rebellion Vancouver Island hopes to bring attention to the climate emergency and are calling on the government to act on it now. We're in deep, deep doo-doo, and they've been telling us, the leading experts, for over 40 years. This is what we're come to. The next stage after this is they're going to be pipelines blown up if our leaders don't pay attention to what's going on. He just made a threat. The declaration of a climate emergency by this NDP government, and we need them to begin to act with the reality of that emergency. We need changes in policy. No more investment in fossil fuel infrastructure. These people are absolute bat crap crazy. Did you hear that guy just make a threat that he said that the pipelines were going to blow up if they continue to manufacture them and continue to keep them in use? He just said they're going to blow the pipelines up. Wouldn't that shit, if that was you or I who said that, we'd be arrested within seconds for white supremacy and terrorism. You know what I'm saying? But he, I, I, I picked something out out of what they were saying right there. They're talking about the leading experts have told us for 40 years that this is going to happen. Well, then why hasn't it happened if they're leading experts? And here's the other thing. You've got all these people on the left saying it's pretty bad when the conservatives will believe people like Joe Rogan and people like uh, Alex Jones over COVID-19 vaccinations, but they don't, uh, they don't listen to uh, scientists and professionals like Tony Fauci and the CDC and the, H and the WHO. Yeah, I agree with you. Normally, it would be weird to take scientific or biological or virologist advice you know what I mean? From people like Joe Rogan and stuff. But when you have corrupt government agencies who are clearly corrupt, you know they're corrupt, that is where I think we and the people on the left differ. They think that the CDC, the WHO, and Tony Fauci are your lord and saviors because they have to be the smartest people on the planet. We know that these people are corrupt and they have an agenda and they're pushing a narrative. That is where the biggest divide is between liberals and conservatives when it comes to climate change and COVID-19 is they believe that everything that these government agencies like the CDC and the WHO, they believe everything that they say is true because these are the agencies that we have entrusted to tell us the truth. Normally, at face value, that would be right. However, these institutions have been corrupted over the past few decades so badly that you can't believe a single word that they say. And every single time they open their mouths and say something, it's different from what they said the week before. So we need an entire overhaul and uh, uh, of every major institution and of every major division of the government in the government. That's the drain the swamp thing is real. I believe when President Trump makes his big comeback, whenever that's going to be, you're going to see him destroy and get rid of everybody that is causing harm to this country. That's what he was going to do in his second term. And uh, they didn't want that. That's why they had to get him out so bad. That's why they cheated the way they did. Because they knew that that drain the swamp promise, that was his last promise. To drain the swamp and hold people accountable. All they did was kick the can down the road. That's all they did was kick the can down the road a little bit. Can you imagine, and I don't want to call for violence, I'm not saying that. But can you imagine if we could deal with these kind of people the way we dealt with people 30 years ago in this country when people were purposely trying to push a narrative to try to hurt you hurt your family or hurt your community what happened to them you just took them out behind the back alley gave them a beat down and that was it right nowadays there is no accountability you can't do that with people anymore you know what i mean you just have to let people threaten you you can barely defend yourself these days 
But remember when you could be proactive about it and you didn't have to get to the point where you defended yourself? Remember when you could put people on notice by, by telling them, look, I'm going to hold you accountable, and it might, be, uh, it, might be the, it might be you and me fighting. You know what I mean? Remember the, back in the days when it was tough, tough love, and, and, and uh, you can't do that today. That's the problem. We let, you know, it, it's, like having a, it's like having your kid do whatever the kid wants, not disciplining them. You know what I mean? Not grounding them. When I was a kid, you got the belt, and you knew not to do it again. Nowadays, you can't do that. So kids run amok, and they grow up, and they do things like you've seen in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. They do stuff like that. Stuff like that didn't happen 30 and 40 years ago in this country because parents were allowed to hold their children accountable. They were allowed to discipline their child, and they were allowed to whoop their child. You know what? Nowadays, you can't do that, and I think that's where we went wrong. Nobody can be held accountable anymore. You know what I mean? All right. Moving on, let's move on from that for a minute. Let's move to Phoenix, Arizona, because there's a lot going on in Phoenix, Arizona with, uh, with vaccine mandates. And I believe today is the day that all federal employees are to be completely 100% vaccinated or face losing their job. And there's thousands and thousands of federal employees who have not taken the shot who are going to end up losing their job. Well, the same thing is going on in Phoenix, Arizona right now, as the mayor of Phoenix has called for a citywide vaccine mandate for all uh, state for all city workers, um, all state and city workers, because they 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 are following resident Biden's mandate. Even though, even though the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has put a stay on that and stopped that, even though the Sixth Circuit is now hearing it, and even though OSHA has put it all on suspension, the Biden administration is still going out there saying we're not listening to them. You should still mandate your vaccination, which is exactly what Phoenix, Arizona is doing. And when confronted about this, the mayor of Phoenix, Arizona, didn't want anything to do with it. As a matter of fact, she ran as fast as she could from any questions concerning uh, vaccine mandates. Let's go ahead and and play this video of the mayor of Phoenix running from these questions. Vaccine mandate. The vaccine mandate, Mayor, can we please ask you, because you're the mayor of the fifth largest city, do you think that the city should have have the vaccine mandate? Mayor, And there she goes, running away. Sorry. We need to live in a world, folks, where these people are not allowed to run away. That is the problem. These people who, like AOC or Schumer or Pelosi, who, who refuse to answer hard questions, who refuse to answer any questions that would hold them accountable, they just get to do whatever they want. We need to create a system where they are not allowed to do that. You cannot just jump in your little SUV that's paid for by us and run away when it ha- when you are imposing rules that affect our lives. We need to be we need to create a system moving forward 2022 and further where you are not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You answer the question or we need to be able to fire these people. That's the thing. And not recalls and none of that crap. We need to be able to hold these people accountable and fire them. Just like you would be in the private sector. You can't get elected and then run from your responsibilities. All right? Let me read for you a little bit about this. Um, As the popular... Hold on. As of October 13th, 2021, the number of sworn officers in the department 
uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, police department dropped by 2,776 police department uh, police officers, and the city council only authorizes funding for 3,125 officers, according to KGZZ. City council members have even referred. Uh, to the low law enforcement staffing levels as crisis. Why? Because police officers and firefighters in Phoenix, Arizona are quitting at an alarming rate. And it's almost like they're doing this on purpose so that they can say that there's a public health matter because there's not enough police officers to enforce rules. So it's almost like that they're getting rid of all the good police, ushering in the bad police, which would be the poli the vaccine mandate police, which would be the people that would take take and carry out the orders of these tyrannical leaders. We can't allow this kind of stuff to happen in America, folks. So what do we do? Well, that's up to the people of your state. Here in New Hampshire, we have we have um, we have some strategy that we're working on, so that people aren't allowed to do this after they get elected. That's what we're working on here in New Hampshire, and I would advise you guys in your states to work with your local leaders and do the same thing. It's got to start at a local level first. It's got to start at a local level first, okay? These people have to be able to be held accountable. They cannot run. They cannot cause people to quit their jobs or make them be fired from their jobs for not taking vaccines. This is America. We have to continue to stand up. I know I say that all the time, but now is the time to work on strategies so that that can't happen. You know what I mean? We can't just sit and talk about it anymore. We actually have to make it happen. And that's what's happening in Arizona right now. We've got a lot of people are getting upset um, with, this, with this Phoenix mayor and what she's trying to do. Um, I had never even heard of her before until this. So Senator, Kenny, Senator Kelly Townsend of, uh, of Arizona says, We will be getting a new legislator today, removing any excuse for not having a special session now to address all of the issues that are before us that cannot wait until January. With Phoenix implementing a VAX mandate, it is more important now than ever to move. And that's the key, folks. State legislation. That is where all the power for your state lies, is in your state legislation. Because if you can... If you can um, if you can get special sessions called or your state legislation can say, look, we're just we're calling a special session on our own. We're not waiting. The governor does not have any power over state legislators. The secretary of state has no power over state legislators. Supreme Court has no power over state legislators. State legislators hold all the power. They don't need anybody to call them a special session to just do it. The party in power can do that. We need to start growing some courage grow in a pair, and stop being afraid. State legislators. That's what I'm running for here in New Hampshire, and I want to make sure that the power continues to stay right where it needs to stay. Um, I want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse for a minute because that interview last night was pretty amazing with Tucker Carlson. I, I, I don't know if you've seen it or not. If you have not seen that interview, I urge you to go watch it. Number one, my first takeaway from this Kyle Rittenhouse interview last night very very intelligent young man very bright very matter of fact knew exactly what he needed to say told the truth and he stood up for america and if everybody in the world had his kind of guts we wouldn't be in this position that we're in right now anyway there's a couple things that stood out to me about last night's interview that i wanted to talk about today number one how he's First of all, everybody said that he shouldn't be doing this interview. I disagree. I think this interview was the smartest thing that he could have done. Why? Because it put him right in front of the camera, 
right away, right after his acquittal. He's not running. He's not hiding. He's taking the fight right back to the same people who took the fight to him. Okay? He is going to start... Um, him and his attorneys are going to start filing defamation lawsuits and they're going to win tens of millions of dollars. And that's how he's going to hold people accountable. He's not shying away from anything and he's standing up head on and taking this fight head on. Number one, I think that was perfect for him to do that. I think it was right for him to do that. And I think it was the right move for him and his family to do that. Number two, he put the FBI on notice last night, him and Tucker Carlson, and an 18-year-old kid basically said, we all know the FBI is basically corrupt, worthless, and needs an overhaul. Uh, he didn't say those words, but that is what he meant when he said what he said. Number three, this is the clip I wanted to show you guys because I could not believe that <laughs> I could not believe that he said this, um, and not, not that he shouldn't have said it. I just can't believe that... Uh, that he went there. So hold on, let me get this to the screen real quick. Check out what he says about Lynn Wood and his other attorney when he had them uh, when he was uh, securing their services for his attorney. Check this out. How long were you there? I was in jail for 87 days and this goes as follows in with Lynn Wood who Lynn Wood was raising money on my behalf and he held me in jail for 87 days, disrespected my wishes, put me on media interviews, which I should never have done, which he said, oh, you're gonna go talk to the Washington Post, which was not a good idea, along with John Pierce. They said I was safer in jail instead of at home with my family. And then after I'm bailed Your up, lawyer said that. My lawyer said that, John Pierce and Lynn Wood. 87 days is a long time to be in jail. It, it was, it was very long. I lost a lot of weight in there. I, I, I since then gained it back. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 87 days of not being with my family for defending myself and being taken advantage to, being used for a cause by these by John Pierce and Lynn Wood, trying to solicit, not solicit, trying to raise money so they can take it for their own benefit, not trying to set me free. So you think they could have raised the money for bail faster, but they didn't? Um, I believe it, I believe uh, sometime in September, September 5th, I want to say, they had over a million dollars. And So how long were you there? Let me hold I on. Was in jail Stop this. I don't know the inner workings of that relationship between Lynn Wood and Kyle Rittenhouse or John Pierce. I don't know them just like anybody else didn't know that. What I thought was interesting, though, is that he, he figured he, he brought it up. So there must be some turmoil between Lynn Wood and Kyle Rittenhouse. Obviously, or he wouldn't have fired him, right? And John Pierce. I don't really want to speak on this other than the fact that if they raised over a million dollars, where did the money go? Now, I know everybody's got their... Everybody's, has their sides right there's people that are on side of lynn wood there's people on the side of mtg there's people on the side of kyle rittenhouse i get it we've been there we've already done this we've talked about this my question is where did the money go the over one million dollars that they raised and why wasn't it used to bail kyle rittenhouse out of jail and why did mike lindell have to come and put up a ton of his own money to get kyle rittenhouse out of jail that is my question. 
Where did the $1 million go, and why wasn't it used to get Kyle Rittenhouse out of jail? Why were they telling him that it was better and safer for him to be in jail than out of jail? Those are very, very, very valid questions that I think all of us have, okay? And I think this kid has a right to know why these people raised over a million dollars and didn't get him out of jail. His bail was, what, $2 million? Mike Lindell had to come in and, and swoop in and, and save the day and, and help this kid get out. Why? Why? There seems to be a lot of smoke coming from the way of Lynn Wood. Now, again, folks, I know there's a lot of people here that like Lynn Wood. Um, I've tried to get Lynn on the show many, many times. I've talked to people, uh, his aide, his, his, his assistant, many times. Um, they give me the runaround over and over and over and over again. I've tried to get him to come on here to speak his side of the story on accusations that people are throwing at him. Um, he won't come on. Don't know why. So it's really hard to do anything but speculate when somebody won't come on the show even though you're in talks with them. Because I would have him come on and we would ask him these questions because you don't know the answer to these questions. I don't know the answer to these questions. Okay? And I did go to his telegram and I did look and I did see that he addressed this about 50,000 times in an hour. Uh, I'm talking about Lynn Wood. Um, but why won't he go on talk shows and talk about it? You know what I mean? So again, I don't have any ill will towards anybody in this situation other than the fact that this kid, I believe this kid, I think this kid's smart, I think he's telling the truth, and I think he has a right to know where the $1 million is that was raised in his name, and why wasn't it used to get him out of prison. So I just, I wanted to play that for you this morning, and um, and I wanted you to if you haven't seen the interview, I think you should go watch it. It's a it's a riveting interview. I thought it was a right thing for the kid to do. I thought it was smart for him to do. And I think he has a valid question there. And maybe you guys can look into that for me. All right, moving on. I want to say Trump was right again. And this is why I wanted to say if Trump was right about all this other stuff, then why wouldn't he be right about the best is yet to come? He was right again when he talked about the left wanting to take down all the statues and change history. Okay, I want to go back and play this clip of President Trump saying this, okay, um, and the media saying that President Trump lied about this, this was never true, this was never going to happen. Here it is. Excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. President Trump said, what do you get? what's next? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson? They said, no. I want to show you another screenshot here. Check this out. Let's see if I can get this. I need to remove something here so you can see the dates. 
Okay. Uh, come on. Sorry about this, guys. Little technical difficulty. All right. Here we go. Check this out. On the left, why statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson aren't next as President Trump suggested. That was August 18th of 2017. Then look over here. Thomas Jefferson statue removed from City Hall in New York City after 187 years. Yesterday, November 22nd, 2021. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but it looks to me like President Trump was right again. And the reason they're taking down these statues, folks, is because they, and, and changing curriculum and teaching CRT and all that is because they want to change history because they hate the Constitution. They hate the United States of America. And here we go. We are letting people do this. When are we, the people in each state, going to come together and, and, and stop allowing these people to change our history? Because the Democrats continue to steamroll over us because in most cases, conservatives will not stick together. You don't have conservative leaders. You don't have Republican leaders sticking together and doing anything about it. Instead, you have them going on the House floor speaking for 10 hours. Ooh, like that's going to do something, Kevin McCoward. Let's go, let's go have 10 people sit behind us and speak for 10 hours. That's going to do something. How about you take 50,000 people down to that jail and protest and get those people out of there. How about you take 50,000 people down to a statue that they're going to take out and lead people down there? That's what a real leader of a Republican Party would do because we're going to continue to get steamrolled unless we have proper leadership in the Republican Party. And that is why Kevin McCarthy can never be the Speaker of the House. He can never be the Speaker of the House. We need to get Donald Trump in there. He needs to be the Speaker of the House going forward when we take back power in 2022. Because only with real leadership are we going to stand up and stop letting the Democrats steamroll over us. They didn't steamroll over us from 2016 to 2020. They kicked that can down the road, and as soon as they stole back power, they're steamrolling over us again. Because we have weak Republican leadership throughout this country. That is why President Trump is so focused on removing these weak leaders. And, of course, you got Mike Pence leading the charge against Donald J. Trump. And I have a feeling that the Republican Party, the RNC, their candidate for president in 2024 will be probably Mike Pence to go head-to-head against Donald J. Trump because they're going to tout him as the only sane person in that administration because the base does not want Trump back. But they got a big, big surprise coming, ladies and gentlemen. A big surprise coming. Um, all right, I want to uh, talk real quick. It, since we're at the end of the show, I want to show you guys some new hats that you can get on JeremyHerald.com right now and what hats are coming. And I want to show these to you live. So we have the Black Live from America hat that will be up there tonight. Of course, we have the Black and Red You Can't Beat God hats, both there for the holiday season. So if you want something uh, good for your family and you want something God-oriented, there you go, both red and black hats. And, of course, we've got the whoever voted for Biden owes me gas money hats. They're coming in soon as well. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have new Armor of God um, T-shirts. You can't beat God's sweatshirts. Armor of God uh, sweatpants. And, of course, a whole bunch of brand new coffee cup designs, including new colors of the Hand Over Your Heart T-shirts. We're gearing up for a brand new store, and there's going to be major discounts starting on December 1st. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for today's show. I will try to find out what happens with Mike Lindell today. Keep your eyes out on that. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. And we will be calling Mark Bernovich's office tonight on the 5 o'clock show. Don't miss it. And uh, we're going to need the Live from America Army ready to make those phone calls as well. So remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Be ready because we're going to make some phone calls to Mark Bernovich's office. See you later, folks. Have a great day.